And welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers, today I know that once again, I'm telling you, 2020 is going to be an awesome year. Yes, we are going through some things right now. We're in the valley with this coronavirus and it has hit the world hard. But in the end, God will, God will turn what the enemy meant for, for evil into good for those who love the Lord and are called to his purpose. This is going to be a great year, 2020, the 5,780 on the Jewish calendar. So, what the Holy Spirit has been placing in my spirit recently is the contrast between the two kings. Um, I love history, and I, of course, I love Jesus. I love history. I love science. I just love knowledge. And I started noticing the big difference between the true king of kings, Lord God Christ Jesus, and King Herod. King Herod was an Edomite. King Herod was from the line of Esau and King Herod was Jake was Isaac had two sons and they were twins not identical twins but they were twins and Esau was the first twin to be born and then Jacob followed after him and the story goes when it was time to get the blessing and the blessing was very critical in the Jewish culture and it's critical in our culture today too the Barak the blessing of the Lord makes you rich enriches you makes you wealthy waxes you rich waxes you Wealthy and Daddy God you hey adds no toil, no sorrow, no pain, no sweat to the barak that he's given you. So Isaac, as the as the um, son of Abraham, um, basically gave the blessing to Jacob because he was deceived by his wife and his son and um, his wife basically was told in when she was carrying Jacob and Esau in her womb that the younger son would be over the older son but she Rebecca decided to take things into her own hands and you know and of course it did not turn out well for her um, she never saw Jacob again and, um, and he did have to flee for his life because Esau was so angry um, that Jacob his brother had stolen the birthright but once the Barak is given in faith it can never be taken back and that was the destiny from the very beginning and so um, Jacob had to be transformed to carry the weight of such an honor but he ended up being um, Esau and his Esau descendants ended up being under under Jacob um, descendants with, which is the Jewish people and the Israelites so this was a very important um, distinction so when 
Christ Jesus was born in Bethlehem and Jesus lineage was straight from the line of David. Both Joseph and Mary were both descendants of David's sons. Right. Solomon, I believe they were both descendants from the line of Solomon. So this, I mean, Jesus actually came from the direct descendant of Abraham, direct descendant of um, Isaac, which Isaac and then a direct descendant of his son, Jacob and Esau descendant came from um, the, what they call them the Edomites. So King Herod was an Edomite and an Edomite was not considered a real Jew. And so Herod, so I, what God was showing me was the contrast between the God of the universe son, only begotten son, Christ Jesus, and King Herod. And the first thing that was noticed was how the God of the universe decided to come to interrupt time and space and come into this universe, planet Earth, and be born. He wasn't born in a palace. He didn't have a lot of pomp and circumstance. His parents, even though they were from the line of King David, were, were I would say, um, poor, or if not poor, um, lower middle class. I mean, they, he was a craftsman. Um, he was a, a carpenter. And then in those days, it was Decton. Decton, which was, he worked with stones. So they, cause they didn't have really a lot of wood in that Arab country. But, um, he was a builder. So that was the role of, Joseph and Mary was the only child of um, Anna and her father. And so Mary also, I guess, father did something, but they were the working class, I guess you would say. So it wasn't that when Jesus was born, that he was born in a palace and he had servants and everybody was heralding him. And unlike um, when um, Herod was probably born. And what was very interesting was when I compare the two, um, the age old um, spiritual hatred came forth because Esau had plotted and planned on killing um, Jacob. Over time, God healed his heart and Esau was transformed. And when he did have an opportunity to take Jacob's life, he did not. He hugged and loved on him. So he did grow out of that. But that spirit still was out there. So here is Jesus, not the God of the universe, son, God himself, the word of God, which was placed in the wound of the Virgin Mary. The, Jesus was born in a, a probably what they say it was their ancient relative's home. It was one of the houses of David. Um, they got there kind of late, so other relatives had beat them to the best rooms. And the only place for them to stay was the lower floor where they had the animals. So it's true. When um, Jesus was born, he was born downstairs 
and they were with the animals. And so where so look at I mean think about this contrast. Jesus is not in a lovely pa- palace with servants and army. I mean Herod was building palaces and gardens and um gardens and and um with pools in them. He had a um one of his palaces had three swimming pools. One pool was um, Olympic size, almost a, almost as big as a football field, and it was regular temperature. Then he had a a cold pool with your ice cold water, and water in the desert area was a precious commodity, more precious than gold, right? And so here was, and then he had um, one that was. Um, medium temperature. So he had one that was hot, a hot pool. He had a cold pool and he had, they say the Goldilocks pool where it was just right. So, but Herod was so ambitious and he wanted to be considered Jewish, the right heir of of the Jewish people. And he had basically um, went to the Roman um, government um, in Rome and ingratiated himself with Rome and Told, show proved his himself to be even more Roman than the Romans, and then he he basically went and performed sacrifices to the Roman um, gods, which is idolatry. So you know he he sold he sold out so to, in order to get. Um, the ability to, to rule over the Jews, but the Jews never really accepted him and they tolerated him. Um, but, and he knew that and he actually, um, divorced his first wife and married, um, one of the Jewish, um, leaders daughter thinking that this would give him access and acceptance into the Jewish community. But, Herod was full of evil and he was always killing people. He killed several of his sons because he was paranoid. He always thought someone was trying to kill him, which it was probably true. And, um, and so he was not a good guy. And one of the most horrific things that he did was when the wise men which basically were probably um, students or their um, forefathers were students under Daniel, knew about the coming of the Messiah, knew about the star, which was probably a supernova. It was so bright and it also moved. So that's kind of interesting. So, um, so he they, the, they were following the star and they went to um, Herod's palace and Herod wanted to know because these guys, they were had an entourage, they had an army, they were carrying gold, frankincense and myrrh. And it wasn't just a little tiny chest of gold. It was a lot of gold, a lot of frankincense, a lot of myrrh, gifts for a king, future king. And they said, we come to pay homage to the the king of the Jews. Well, of course, Herod was livid and um, asked him to come back and tell them exactly where the young new king was so he could go pay tribute. But the angels of God warned the 
um, wise men and told them, do not go back that way, go a different way. And that which gave Jesus a little time. But unfortunately, um, Herod sends soldiers to kill every male child two years and under. So even women who were carrying babies in their womb were killed because they didn't know the sex of the child. So it was it was a horrific scene. And soon after that, King Herod died the most awful death. They said that he was eaten from the inside out by worms. Some people said that his kidneys shriveled up and that's why he was also in extreme agonizing pain. But King Herod had built palaces and towers and gold and silver and he literally had on he had commanded on his death he had everybody he was buried in the last palace that he built um and in which he occupied and he told them to kill prominent citizens of the town on the day of his funeral so that when they people were crying they th they were thinking they were crying for him king herod <laughs> so he was uh, not a nice guy he had wealth and power he had wives he had just about everything he wanted and he was the god of the universe born in a what in a and in an area where there were animals and placed in a manger. A lot of people envision in the nativity scenes of this wooden manger with but that's not what it looked like in the ancient days. It really literally looked like a stone casket. So it was he was born to what? Die. So Jesus was so the big contrast to King Herod. And then as he commenced his life, he, he served his mother and father. He learned the trade of his father. He went to the synagogue and learned the Torah. He memorized the Torah. He went through his bar mitzvah when he was 12. And he actually was so wise that the, um, the priests um, and the teachers, the rabbis wanted to know how did this 12 year old have such deep insight in the word of God? Well, little did they know it was the word of God talking to the word, talking about the word. So it was an interesting contrast as I look, think more and more about King Herod and King Jesus and how God decided to be born in Bethlehem. And the first people that were uh, that were told that about this great uh, event in history was shepherds and shepherds at that time were considered the lowliest of the low of the people um, in trade. So to be a shepherd was really not a great um, thing to do, right? So he 
God announced, had angels to announce his coming to shepherds. He did have the, the um, wise men come and they brought the gifts and the gold and the Franks and the Myrrh, which he needed, by the way, to escape to Egypt because they had to leave. They had to leave um, Bethlehem. They had to leave the territory before the slaughter began because soon after um, the wise men, the Herod realized the wise men had um, skipped out on town on him. He commanded the slaughter of all these innocent babies, not only in Bethlehem, but in the surrounding areas, they were killed. And so by this time, Jesus and Joseph, because Joseph, once again, angels came to Joseph and angels told Joseph that he must leave now. Now, um, you you know that he had this money. He had he had money and um, people, uh, I think Joseph, um, the um, rich um, man who was a part of the Sanhedrin along with Nicodemus. He, they believe, was either Joseph's, I think Joseph's brother. And of course, the, um, there was also King Jesus' aunt and uncle, Cleophas, the Cleophas, I think it was, who, when he was um, walking after he rose from the dead, he was um, walking down the road with the couple. That was Jesus's aunt and uncle. But anyway, it's a lot of interesting things when you get to know more about Jesus. But back to contrasting King Herod and King Jesus. Here is King Jesus, the son of God. And he was an ordinary Person, He did not try to be the CEO of a company or a doctor or an accountant or a lawyer. He came to be a teacher. He was a teacher. He was a rabbi. And he basically financed his. So the wealth that he had received as a child, obviously, was used on um, throughout his years because his ministry, he basically tapped 12 men. Many of them had uh, children and a wife and he supported those 12 men. They want, they lacked for nothing for the three and a half years when they were in his ministry. So, um, was maybe is you know if you say that Joseph had his um, brother you know take some of the wealth and invest it and you know so Jesus could have it when he decided to go into the ministry and it's interesting that Jesus started his ministry at 30 years old it was at the age of 30 years old where you went into the priesthood so if you were going to be anybody and the highest thing was to be a priest a Pharisee's or a Sadducees, right? Oh, you didn't want to be a Herodian. But anyway, so, um, so those were the two highest levels of being in the, in the Jewish community. So Matthew obviously didn't make it and he became a tax collector, which was the lowest of the low, even lower than being a shepherd. So, 
So Jesus basically had wealth because he basically was taking care of 12 men and their families. He also had people that gave to his ministry. He had women, many women who supported his ministry. And of course, one particular woman, Mary Magdalene, who basically was just like the disciples. She was with him all the time and traveled with the disciples and just supported and loved on Jesus. So once again, let's contrast this to King Herod. King Herod had immense wealth. King Herod had immense Power. King Herod had sons and a wife, a matter of fact, two, and he killed, he eventually killed the second wife and her mother and her father. So, once again, this was not a nice guy. You didn't want to hang around. A matter of fact, his, um, his, um, wife's brother, he drowned in one of the pools, right? Because he was handsome and he was popular, right? So, you just didn't want to hang around King Herod. King Herod was not a nice guy. And in the end, they, they think that he was basically mentally insane or he was definitely full of paranoia and some of it rightly so because he wasn't a nice guy. But when you compare him to King Jesus, who basically was a teacher that came from the working class, he did have the right Jewish birthright. And guess what? Jesus right now is the, as far as the Jews are concerned, Jesus the Christ is the only one that can trace his lineage all the way back to King David. Jesus is the only one who can trace his lineage all the way back to Abraham. Jesus is the only one. Why? Because the Jewish people, when they were brought and into Israel, they rebelled. They violated the laws that God had given them. They broke the covenant, and in the and because of that, God permitted the Syrians or the Assyrians at that time they were called and he permitted the Babylonians he permitted the Egyptians he permitted many nations to conquer Israel in order to you know to get them back in alignment with his will so they were chastened by other nations and because of that the lineage was lost for many Jewish people. Now, a lot of people believe that the butchers and the Jewish nation were from the Levitical priesthood because they had to do the cutting, the, the sacrifices and the cutting up of the meat. So a lot of the butchers in the Jewish, um, that was in the Jewish family were considered to be maybe from the Levitical priesthood. But technically, they don't really know for sure. A lot of the Jewish people, they know that they're Jewish, but cannot um, draw their birth line directly to King Solomon, King David, and Abraham, right? So, um, this is interesting. So, 
I keep reflecting about how God of the universe doesn't need the pomp, doesn't need the circumstance. A matter of fact, they describe Jesus in the Bible as being someone that you would not even notice. He wasn't overly handsome or overly anything, but you were just drawn to him. You were just drawn to his teaching. You were just drawn to his voice, but he wasn't someone that you would pick out of a crowd. As a matter of fact, Judas had to actually go and kiss Jesus on the cheek to be recognized because the priest couldn't recognize. That's how common Jesus the Christ was, unlike King Herod, who wore the best clothes, purple, purple um, attire and um, red linens and just he had the best of everything. But look at their end. King Harris Inn was extremely sad um, after killing his second wife and killing several of his sons because he thought they were trying to overthrow him and then killing having innocent citizens killed on the day of his funeral so that when people were weeping and wailing, they would think they were weeping and wailing for him. This guy was too much. So why? Why did God choose that? Because God could have anything he wants. But think about heaven. The streets of heaven are made of gold. Gold? (laughs) So it's... (laughs) So... Obviously, um, a lot of the material things that we value here are common, commonplace in heaven. And so there must be other things that are more highly prized than a lot of the outer um, things that we seek after, like such as the nice cars, the BMW, the Mercedes, the Lexus, the um, Bentleys, the Rolls Royces, you know, so those things um, are nice, but not necessary. I think one of the things that the coronavirus has done for the United States and for the world is to let people realize what is really important. It is not the cars. It is not the status. It is not the titles. It's all about relationships. It's all about relationships with you and your God, relationship with yourself, relationship with your spouse or your significant other, relationship with your family, your friends, relationship on your job. Relationships are the most important thing. And and so Jesus concentrated on relationships. He had relationships with the people of God. He had, and he chose to reach out to the marginalized. Jesus would have been hanging out with the homeless. If you, in today's culture, Jesus would have been hanging out with people that were 
um, sick and people like the lepers. Jesus touched lepers, which was forbidden, right? And of course, they were healed as soon as he touched them. But Herod, on the other hand, he got tried to be as get away as far as possible from anybody that was not on his uh, supposedly level, right? Supposed level. So King Herod, in contrast to King Jesus, is it's amazing to me as I reflect on King Jesus. Now Jesus could have anything he wanted. He needed a donkey, and it had to be a virgin donkey, a donkey that had never been written by a man. And Jesus just sent his disciples and told them exactly where the donkey was and told them if anybody asked them why were they taking this donkey to tell them that the Lord had need of it. So Jesus could have anything he want, but he chose a very simple life. He chose to walk with the common man. He chose to be a servant king, to serve his people, right? Unlike King Herod, who tried to lord it over his people. He wanted people to serve him, right? Whereas King Jesus had, he was had a servant's heart. Now, this is the heart of God because Jesus and the Father are one. So, however Jesus was, that's how the Father is, right? So, King Jesus versus King Herod. So, King Jesus, he was just so unusual. Women were highly regarded by Jesus. Jesus actually had women disciples. Mary Magdalene was one of the main ones. Matter, matter of fact, Mary Magdalene was the first apostle. The first, uh, One of the criterions to be an apostle is to see the risen resurrection Christ, resurrected Christ. Mary Magdalene saw was the first to see the risen, the resurrected Christ. And also to be apostle, you are the sent one. You are the sent one to go and tell the sin, to tell the gospel. And guess what? Jesus himself sent Mary Magdalene to tell Peter, James, and John, and the rest of the apostles, Thomas, and all of them, to tell them that he's alive. He has risen like he said. So Jesus was so un, so highly unusual, and he was the Lord, the King of the universe, and yet he was the opposite to King Herod. And Jesus, on top of this, Jesus basically on the last day that he oh I want to add this before I get close with this that section Jesus could have anything that he wanted and one of the things that was interesting was they were trying to talk about Jesus and taxes right um, he had to pay the taxes of course and Peter you know humbly came in the room and said Lord what are we going to do about the taxes and he explained to Peter that you know do the, does the son of the king p- pay taxes and Peter said of course not he said however even though we don't have to pay because we're not of this world we are from another world we are from another dimension we are from the kingdom of God of the kingdom of heaven he said we don't want to offend 
people so we will pay taxes. And he sent Peter to cast his net and the first fish, he said the first fish, open up his mouth and you're going to find a gold coin and pay your taxes and my taxes. Jesus was able to take five loaves of bread and two little sardine fish. People don't realize it was like sardines, fish that this little boy had and feed over 5,000 men, women, and children. So he actually could manipulate matter and multiply it. Of course, he lifted it up and gave thanks and praise to the Father first. Jesus and and Herod, in comparing them, I am amazed. I am amazed at God the Father, God the Son, and God the Lord God Holy Spirit. Well, I want to definitely close this broadcast today and we will probably talk some more about comparing and contrasting Jesus the Christ the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to King Herod who was a descendant of Esau and once again I want to say Romans 10 9 if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead and that he he died and he was raised from the dead then you are saved and you accept him of course as your Lord and Savior so let me redo that so to Romans 10 9 if you confess with your mouth that you believe that Jesus died, was buried, and was raised from the dead, and you confess and accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Presence, Lord.